0: Message or rather God wants to talk to us. And the title is Finding Strength when Adversities Won't Relent. Finding strength when troubles won't give up on you. <laughs> Finding strength when troubles just come one after the other, after the other. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. In the message translation, he says, no test, Pastor Babalola, stand up please. This, when we started doing medical missions to Nigeria, this was the first church. Do you all remember Pastor Babalola? I just saw him, oh my goodness, it's so good to have you in our midst today. Thank you so much for coming. I haven't seen you since my husband went to heaven. Please, after church, I need to see you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, message translation says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed past your limit. He's always, He will always be there to help you come through it. First Peter chapter 4 verse 2. He says friends, when life gets really difficult, <laughs> don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. God did not fall asleep. Instead be glad. Be happy that you are in the very thick Of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process. This is a spiritual refining process. With glory just around the corner. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10. If you faint... In the day of adversity, your strength is small. There is a day of adversity for everybody. You don't know when that day will come. You don't know what it entails. But everyone will face a day of adversity. And the Bible says, if on that day that adversity comes, you turn tail and run. You become faint. You give up, you cave in, you quit, you throw in the towel. You did not have strength to begin with. And we are not people that don't have strength. We are people that know who we are. We are people that know the God that we serve. If I ask a show of hands now who is going through something, almost this whole church will raise your hands. And if I say, okay, put down your hands. If it's just this one thing you've been going through, your hand will probably still be up. The enemy knows that his end is near. God is doing a great thing in the nations. God is moving. God is wanting so saved and brought in. He's wanting to mature believers. He's wanting to do a great work. For the end time harvest. The devil knows this. And so he's focusing his attack, intense attack, unrelenting attack on those who know this. Who understand in the spirit that is war that we are in. Who don't see, like I told you, each one here. One thing you must pray for is, God, give me another set of eyes. Give me another set of ears. Because if you don't see what is in the spirit realm, you will fall every single time. If you can't hear the wind of the spirit, if you can't hear what God is saying to you in this hour, you will fall. The Bible says we are not unaware of the tactics. Of the wise, of the trickery of the enemy. He says we are not unaware of it. You are not unaware of it. So don't let the enemy, because of unrelenting attacks against you, against your family, against your ministry, make you cave in and quit. The devil is a liar. Like I keep saying here that our destiny is riding on your shoulders. Your children, your grandchildren, their destinies are rising upon the way you stand in the things of God. You cannot move here and there. You cannot be tossed by every wind that blows. You cannot. I said it on Friday here when we had our meeting. The church, the kingdom of God is like a tree. Every tree has the leaves. Every tree has its branches, and every tree has its roots. In the fall, you don't beg the leaves to stay. The leaves will fall off by themselves. You cannot pray and say, God, please let these leaves stay. Uh Uh-uh. When the fall comes, those leaves will fall off by themselves. So also it is in the kingdom of God. The Bible says even the very elect will be deceived. It says the love of many will grow cold. Do you think they will be aware of it and they will let their love grow cold if they profess Jesus? The leaves must fall off. He says in the, in the kingdom there will be tares and wheat. He says we allow them to be together until towards the end. I know what the Bible says. You must know what the Bible says for yourself. And that's why these things we want to talk about, these things of the soul, the Jerichos have to go. We cannot keep making excuses for the things that we know are against this. It's not your personality. God did not give you a personality to be an angry person. God did not give you a personality that you can't forgive people. God did not give you a personality to be offended at everything. That's not your personality. That's demonic. That's your Jericho that is fortified with walls. I'm speaking today like I would speak I'm a pastor here. When Gideon was going to fight he had like 30,000 people. God said, no, 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 no. You don't need all those people. Cut it down to 3,000. God said, no, 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 no. You don't need all those people. 300 people is what he got. 300 people that understood what needed to be done. And they went and they did the job. We will do the job. We will do the job. There are churches to plant. There are souls to save. There are demonic things to uproot in people's lives. There are people to be encouraged. There are things to do. I am not going to get myself distracted. Nehemiah said, listen, I will not come down. God has put me on this wall to build it. I will build this wall. I will not come down to your level. I will not. I will not. I will not. And we will not. When Jesus stood before Pilate, they said all kinds of things. They accused him of everything. And Pilate said, can't you say something? Don't you have something to say? The Bible says, Jesus remained silent. And God told me, this is your season to stay quiet and silent. You don't have to answer. You don't have to come down. You cannot do that. So you will not hear me saying anything. You will not hear me posting anything. I am the Himayah I'm on the wall, I'm building. I'm not coming down. I'm not bringing myself to that level. I know who I am. I know what God has called us to do. I know that I know that I know. I'm not confused about what this church is going to do. There are countries, there are nations that we want to reach and build churches. And guess so? Saint Jesus said, I send you, I commission you. Go ye into all the nations and preach the gospel and teach them what I have taught you. That is my goal. That is my focus. I'm not changing from me. Let the enemy rise. Let the enemy fight me. If it's my life, I'm ready to give it. I don't apologize for what I stand for. So they will come, those seasons will come. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. I'll read it again. Says no temptation, no test that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed beyond your limit. He will always be there to help you. So three things that we're going to look at. Number one, he says he will never let you down. So even when those attacks, those troubles are unrelenting, one after the other, after the other, God tells you that He's not absent, He's not silent, He has not forgotten you. Our greatest advancement and God's greatest job in our lives spiritually are never done in times of pleasure, in times where there is no pain, in times when everything is going good. Your greater spiritual advancement, your greater spiritual growth, will always happen when the enemy thinks it's hard you. So make sure whatever is happening for those that the attack has been unrelenting, make sure that whatever it is, you're growing from all of it. He says, I will never let you down. Number two, you're stronger than you think you are. The Bible says God will never let you be pushed past your limit. So God knows your limit. You think this is all you can take, and He says no, let's stretch that a little bit. Let's increase your capacity. Because the more capacity you have, the more of God you can take. And so God will let you be pushed But he will not let you be pushed more than he knows you can take. Because the same God is the one that created you. He knows what he put inside of you. He knows how much you can take. He knows how much you can can receive. And so he says, believe me, whenever those things are coming, you have what it takes. You're stronger than you think. Number three. He says he will help you through it. He will help you through it. Isaiah 41 verse 10. He says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. And I will uphold you. I will keep, make sure you are up, and then I'll make sure I hold you so that you remain standing up. I will uphold you with my righteous." Right hand. So when you feel weak because of the attacks, because it just won't relent, God says, I will make sure I keep you up and I'm holding you there. He will help you through it. Now, what of people in the Bible that have had to go through things? When you read Bible and you read that, the chapter Hebrews chapter 11 and you see all those heroes of faith, you will realize that these were people that went through terrible things. Terrible things. You think of Joseph. Think of David. Ran into a cave every time. They wanted to kill him. Saul wanted to kill him. Think of Abraham. Think of Job. Think of Jesus. Think of Paul. That's why the Bible says, Don't think it's strange that you face what you're facing. I can go on and on and on and on. But I'm going to take two, two examples and kind of weaving them out. I'm going to talk about the Israelites. They had been in captive, a captivity with, 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 with Babylonians. They were under captivity with the Babylonians. For years, decades. And God had promised them, they had the promise of God that good was coming. That they were going to be able to rebuild the temple. But year after year after year, the suffering, the slavery, the burden just getting got worse and worse and worse. And they finally screamed out and said, God, where are you? Where are you? Do you see us? And Isaiah, God sent Isaiah to them. And I'm going to start in Isaiah chapter 40 verses 27 to 29. Isaiah said, oh Jacob, through God now, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh Israel, how can you say God is ignoring your right? I have a right. You told me your promise, I will be healed. You told me your word, I'm holding to that promise that my family will be saved, my children will be saved, they will serve the Lord. I have a right to see it come to pass in my life. I have a right because you promised me it's my right. That was the same thing the Israelites were saying. He says, God have ignored our rights and the prophet says, how can you say God ignores your rights? He says, have you not heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak. He never grows weary. No one can measure the depth of his understanding. He gives power to the weak. And he gives strength to the powerless. God, where are you? For years and years, we are still under the burden of slavery. Where are you, God? You promised in your word, you promised us that we will go back to our land, that we will rebuild, that we will go away from this burden of slavery. God, where are you? That's what the Israelites were crying out. They did not understand. They said, God, why have you abandoned us? Why have you let us down? That's how we all feel sometimes. And I can tell you, like I said, I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed to show you my scars. For the past five years, I have been asking the same question. God, where are you? Where are you? We have served you. Where are you? Are you, are you, are you, can, where can I find you? It's one thing after the other. After the other. You're getting a little relief. Another one comes. And then when that is there, another one joins that. Sometimes you're fighting and you're grappling with three, four, five things at one time. And you're saying, God, where are you? I have been there. I have been there. And you look at your life and you say, God, I know me. Except I'm doing something that I don't know. Maybe I'm sleepwalking and I don't know. Maybe I'm doing. I know me. I know that I'm not doing anything wrong. I know, Lord, what it is. What is this? You took my husband. The covering I have, the only one I've, I've I, the one. I, you took him. You put his work, and then one thing after another and after. I, why me? Where are you? Job said, I, I, look, I went forward, I can't find him. I went backwards, he's not there. I went to the right, he's, he's gone from there. They said, oh, he's at the left. I went there, oh, I didn't see him. I have been there. I have been there. I've asked the same questions. Why me? Where are you? Why are you silent? I can't take any more. All I feel is I'm drowning. That's what I said. When you have been in a river that is over your head and all you're doing is just trying to get your nose above the water to breathe. When you come to Jordan that is just ankle deep or knee deep, you are going to be saying, God, where are you? Where are you? And uh, if I can survive those storms, the waters that were over my head, this one might impede me just a little bit, but baby, I'm going. Nobody is going to stop me. Jesus thought God had forgiven them, forgotten them. And the thing with God is when you question Him, sometimes He doesn't even just answer you. You know how we do our children, right? When they just want to know. When they want, and you just know that even wasting your time to talk to them, not, first of all, they won't even understand. And second of all, you don't even need to. They will get it later. So what do you do? Sometimes you just ignore them. When a six-year-old comes to you, he wants to drive your car, do you even answer them? We do that to our children. We, we do that. Then why do we think God has to answer every question we have? The Bible says God has secrets. Says so the secret things belong to God. And those he chooses to reveal, he will give it to us and to our children. The ones he chooses not to give me, I am okay with it. And I have been in that situation for the past five years. I know there are things he doesn't want to tell me now, but I'm okay with it. Does that move me from my position in him? We will see that in the scripture, the way to overcome these things. You stay in your position. You refuse to move. They went and said, God, where are you? And God answered them with a question. They asked him a question and God said, okay, you want to ask a question? Let me ask you one first. God told them in Isaiah 40 verse 28, He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? And what did He say? Have you not known and have you not heard? He says, the everlasting God, He is Lord. Huh? That is just basic. Lord, I want you to tell me what is happening. I want you to give me instruction how to deal with this. And He's telling you, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God? Uh Uh-huh, I know that already. And then He says... The creator of the ends of the earth. Yeah, I know you are my creator. I know you are the creator. But listen to me and listen to me good. When life throws curveballs at you, when you don't see your way, go back to what you know from the very beginning. Go back to your foundation. That's where your answer is. Sometimes we are looking for some great Revelation, somebody to see the dream for you, somebody to tell you prophecy and tell you later. God says, have you not known? Have you not heard? What do you know about me? He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? I'm the everlasting God. God is everlasting. Let me tell you some things everlasting means. Everlasting means eternal. Everlasting means timeless. Everlasting means He's permanent. Everlasting means He's unending. Everlasting means He's perpetual. Your problem is not those things, baby. Your problems are not endless. Your problems are not eternal. Your problems are not timeless. Your problems are not permanent. Your problems are not perpetual. Only God is everlasting. So if you can hold on long enough, He said, go back to that. Go back to the basic. I am everlasting. Your problem is not everlasting. The attacks are not everlasting. They will soon cave in. And they will soon quit. But you'll be found standing. Number two. He says, I don't want to lose my space. He have you not heard... Have you not known the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? And then he says, I'm going to take that one first, I say his understanding is unsearchable. <laughs> God is hard to understand. God is confusing. You would think he's here, and you go there, you find out he's, he's over there. You think you are going on a straight line, and then he would do like a 360 degree turn, and you're wondering, where are you, where are you? God's ways, you cannot understand them. And if you're trying with your human brain to understand it, there's no amount of Tylenol or Ibuprofen that, you will ha- that will take care of that headache. There's no amount of Pepto- is Pepto-Bismol that will take care of the heartburn you will have. So if you're trying to understand God, why me? Why now? Why this intense? And you're trying to figure it out? You cannot figure God out. He says His ways, His understanding is unsearchable. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 29:29, I alluded to this earlier, it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? God will have secrets. And God has secrets because we will have questions, right? He says He will reveal some to you. And He will choose not to reveal some to you. But, whether He reveals or He doesn't reveal... You are still supposed to do all the words of the Lord. Whether He doesn't reveal doesn't mean you quit doing what He's called you to do. You're going to keep doing the work of the Lord, whether He reveals it or not. And that's what God told the Israelites. He says, You've asked me a question. Now I'm the one asking you a question. Have you not known? Have you not heard? I'm everlasting. My ways, you can't understand. And then the last thing he said is, I am the Creator. He's like, Yeah, we know you are the Creator. But then he tells you this. In Isaiah 40, verse 25 to 26, earlier in that chapter, he says, To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. He says, Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each one by his name. And because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Let me explain that scripture to you. He's telling you that God created a lot of things, but then he wanted to use just the stars as an example. Do you know how many stars we have? Just in a galaxy alone? Do you know how many stars we have in all the galaxies? He's telling you that God created every one of those stars and gave them a name. And then after he did that, he took each one and said, you stay here. And then he went to the other one and said, you stay here. And then all these... Yes, eternity, all these gazillion, how many, whatever, million stars. You don't go out at night and see stars on the floor, right? Who has ever seen a star fall out of its place? God said, I created them, I gave them a name, I put them in their place, and they have stayed there. What is this saying? The same with you. God created you. He called you by your name. called you to himself. And He has placed you in where He wants you to be. And He's saying, I will not let you fall because you've never seen a star fall. So you cannot say, God, do you hear me? God, do you see me? God, will you help me? I'm falling. He says, remember, I'm the creator of the stars. You see how simple that is? He says, go back to that foundation. Go back to that. Listen, your troubles don't have the last word. Whatever it is, don't have the last word. So, what do you do when these things happen? What do you do? How do you remain standing? We're going to see it in, in, in Isaiah 40 quickly because there are some things I want to bring up. We're, we're going to pray today. Just give me about, we're going to probably be 5, 10, 15 minutes. Late today, but we're going to pray. Isaiah 40 verse 31. So how do you stand? How do you, after saying all these things, Okay, Lord, I know you are the creator. Okay, Lord, I know that your, your understanding is unsearchable. Lord, okay, I know all of that. But I'm going through something. I need you to tell me how to stand. And it gives us those answers in Isaiah chapter 40. That same scripture. That same chapter. Isaiah 40 verse 31. He says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm going to stay on that word, wait on the Lord. We have read sometimes, we have heard it preached, that when you're waiting on the Lord, it's like a a waiter in, in, in in the restaurant. The way a waiter waits on you, that's the same way you wait on the Lord by serving Him. And we have heard also, okay, you're waiting on God. You're just being patient and letting Him work it all out. Yes, all those are good. Those are perfect. You need to do that. But when I went and looked at the original meaning of that word, I was blown away. That word wait means how you weave hair. You know how you weave hair? You take in and you have those three parts and you weave all of that. That is what that word means. It says those who wait on the Lord. It says those who weave themselves to God. You are so woven to God, and you are so tight with Him, your weaving is not on Sunday only. You are woven to Him because when you weave your hair, remember when the the, the air comes when you are driving, when the wind is blowing, when you weave your hair, it's not all over the place. Your hair stays in place. So when you weave yourself around the, the Lord, seven days a week, it's tight, you're holding on, you're clinging on to Him, you're not going to be blown away by every wind that comes. He says, wait on the Lord. That's what that word means. To weave, to braid, to plot. That's what He says, wait on the Lord. That's what you must do. You wait on Him. You wait on Him. You stay in the Word. You stay in prayer. You listen to what he has to say. You know that we are not carnal kind of people. We don't respond with this, with this flesh. Everything we do is in the spirit. You wait on the Lord. You are in tune with him. You are bonded to him. You are attached to him. You are woven to him. Monday to Monday, Sunday to Sunday. Not only in church or Sunday. You're woven to him. Number two. We'll find out in Job chapter 23. You know, I said Job also was somebody who had, like, you all know about the story of Job. Job 23, verses 10 to 12. He says, But God, He knows the way that I take. When He has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to His steps, and I have kept His way and not turned aside. Your foot must be rooted. Your faith must be rooted in God. You must stay on what God tells you to do. You must keep to the assignment He has given you. You must keep rooted. Stay rooted in the work that is in your hand. Don't let anything move you. Listen, 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 listen. When you get to heaven, and when I get to heaven, I'm not going to tell God that was because of mama here. You see, mama said something to me in church, so I left. I went to church B. And when I went to church B, Pastor Michael did something for me. Oh, he didn't greet me. He looked at me and said, Oh, and then I left there. And then I went to church C and I said, Oh, Sister Martha hates women preachers. They are not from God. They are not they are supposed to be subservient. No woman is supposed to stay because of that. I didn't stay in church C. Then I went to church D. And you've done that. Three years, two years, maybe three months, because it's a boomer pastor, you won't stay long. So in 10, 15 years, you have been in seven churches. And what God has called you to do, you are not doing it, because you are not rooted. That's what he's saying here. No matter what comes, no matter what comes, you stay rooted in what God has called you to do. That is how you will survive the days that we are in. Number three, he says, more than necessary food, better than food. It says, your word, I have treasured your word more than my food. Food is good. I love food. Everybody knows I love to eat. But if you don't treasure the word of God, if you don't treasure the presence of God more than food, you're not going to make it. If you are not holding to this Bible and studying it and finding what God is saying to you and what God is instructing you to do and what God will put in your hands, I'm telling you, these last days you will not make it. He says you must treasure the word of the Lord more than your necessary food. You eat this word. You eat it like you eat food. If you eat three times a day, you eat this more than three times a day. You digest it and you apply it. Faith without works is here. Is The Bible says it's dead. We hear the word of God. If we don't do it, it's just like we've not heard the word of God. What it says, we must do it. And if you do those things, that's how you're going to survive. Every attack, everything the enemy throws at you because they will come. And finally, I'm going to read one scripture and then we're going to pray. Like I said, give me another five, ten minutes, we'll we'll pray. It says, victory is sure. You are going to be victorious. It's not whether may or what you will be. It is assured. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7. It says, so be truly glad. Be glad. In the face of all of this, yes, be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Your faith is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. And though your faith is more, far more precious than mere gold. We are not even comparing. It says, gold is what I can use. But your faith is a whole lot more precious than gold. It says, but when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor. Praise and glory and honor. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what's going to come to you in Jesus' name. You are going to have praise from God. You are going to have glory from God. And you are going to have honor from God and from men. If you hold on. If you hold on. If you don't cave and if you don't quit. He said, we bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So you can see, because of the intensity, the frequency, and the amount... That God, Jesus, is coming back soon. We, ca- we all know that you don't have to even be a believer to know that things are happening that are so way out. Amen. And because of that, all those things happening, you must hold on. Victory is around the corner. Yes. We win and we win and we win. Yes. There's no doubt about it. And so today, I want you to stand on your feet. We are going to pray for the next few minutes. We are going to pray. We are going to ask God some certain things today and we know he's going to hear us. The Bible says men ought always to pray, always, not sometimes. Now, when things are good. It says always we need to pray. And this church will believe in speaking in tongues. And if you don't understand what that means, please see me after service. Because I will explain to you and I will pray over you so that you can receive that. Because the Bible says that those that speak in tongues, you will defy and build yourself up when you pray in tongues. He also says that when you pray in tongues, you pray the perfect will of God. Because when you pray in your understanding, you don't know if you're, what you're asking God is what He wants. But when you pray in the Spirit, you know you're praying exactly the will of God. So I'm going to read a scripture. And after that scripture, we'll pray just one minute in tongues. Then I'll pray in my understanding. Then we'll go to the next scripture, we'll pray one one minute in tongues, and then I'll pray in my understanding. We only have four, so bear with me. The first one is in Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. It says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the people of the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that he pleased the Jews... He proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now he was during the days of our living bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him. intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was made to him, for him by the church. You don't only have physical prison. You also have spiritual prison. And what we are going to do today, we are going to say, Satan, enough is enough. Everything of mine that you have held in prison for so long is coming out today. Everything, my finances, my children, my job, my business, my ministry, that you have put in prison is coming out. And as a church, that's what the Bible says. The church, they prayed. So that's what we are going to do. So I'm going to pray together for one minute in tongues. I'm keeping close tabs so I don't keep you all here too long. That everything that belonged to us, belonged to you, belonged to me, is coming out of prison today. Amen. amen. Monderebo bo baba Maya bo senderi ya ba Mandereco ya dela mandere sonderi ba Henderebo shikarebo sendere abako inamande re shondere kasha hendere bo sondori aba shikare kandere hire shika mara maria honde bo sere akandere bo hendere bo shendere khe mondere bo shekendere bo maya kandere thank you jesus Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, and in the authority in that name, we command everything of ours that have been held in prison by the devil. We command them to come out in Jesus' name. We command our finances to come out in Jesus' name. We command our health to come out in Jesus' name. We command our relationships to come out in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, we thank you. That as we have prayed in the spirit, and as we have waited on you, that everything that belongs to the Ark Fellowship, that everything that belongs to every man here, every woman, every boy, every girl, that you are bringing them out of the prison. You are bringing them out of the prison. You are bringing them to the open, O God. We will use our giftings. We will use everything you blessed us with that comes out. We will use it to glorify your name and advance the gospel. In Jesus' name. Number two, we are going to pray for personal revival. We cannot be saying, God, bring revival, bring revival, when, when we, we are not revived. Revival starts with us, with me, with you. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. He says, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you might put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. Those are the keys to having personal revival. Ne ye rebo son do rebo, mande rebo shende kende rebo so, mande rebo shende kende reyaba. Oh ye raha se mande heri yaha, oh reha rebo hande rebo. Ende reha monde keshete, hamba reya dande rebo Endere Cambaria dende kende. Oh de shende rebo hande rebo, ende reba shende rebo. Hallelujah. God, in Jesus' name, we declare that we are purged. Father, we declare that we are cleansed. Purge us, O oh God. Cleanse us, O oh God. Restore us to our first love, O oh God. Renew our minds in the name of Jesus. Renew our thoughts in the name of Jesus. Transform me. Transform us to be like Jesus. Ha. Huh? Lord, let your name, let who you are not only be in my head, oh God. Let who you are, let what you represent also be in my heart and in my life in the name of Jesus. I pray the same, oh God, over your people today. Father, keep a watch over our mouth. Keep a watch over our mouth. Father, give us the mind of Christ. Oh, help us to renew our minds, oh God. Let us think on all of those things that are lovely. Only those things that are pure. Only those things that are of good report. Let our minds only dwell on those things. i clean the minds of our people here today with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. Father God, revive our prayer life. Revive our spiritual life. Revive our work study life. Revive our character. Give us an appetite for the things of God like never before. To the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Number three. We are going to pray against distractions. Bear with me. We have like two, three, four minutes more, please. God told us to do this today. Distractions. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 3. So I sent messengers to them saying, That's Nehemiah when they came trying to distract him. He said, I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. So I cannot come down to your level. Why should the work cease? Why should the work cease? When I leave it, I come down to you to answer you. I will not be distracted. So we are going to pray for one minute again. We will not be distracted. Don't be distracted. You know what God has called you to do. You know what God has put in your heart." You know the prayer, you know what you want for your children, for your family, you know what you want for your life. Don't be distracted. Manderebo Shikande Arama, Konderebo Shendebo Yakade, Mandebo Shikaraba, Kondereaba, Mondebo Shendeaba, Oye Kanderebo Shandebo, Badekande Shataraba, Erabashande Katebo, Mandebo Shendebo. Mandere Abacondere Ababa. Oh, ye sharebo. Manderebo Shikanderebo. Monde Conderebo Shenerebo. He Macanderebo Shenderebo. Hendarabasho Conderebo Conderebo. Hinderebo Shakandebo. Mande Haderea. Monde de Haderea. Oh ye canderebo senderebo. Ha in Jesus' name. Father in the name of Jesus with the throne. We dethrone every distraction. We dethrone every care of life. We dethrone every confusion. We dethrone every carnality. We dethrone every stress. We dethrone fatigue. We dethrone gossip. We dethrone comparing ourselves with other people. We dethrone envy and jealousy. In the name of Jesus, we dethrone you today. Anything that would distract us from what God has called us to do. We distract you, we dethrone you, we throw you down. We are focused on the things of God and we will stay focused. Like Nehemiah, we will not come down to your level, Satan. We refuse to come down to your level. We will stay where God has put us to do the work that he has put on our hands to do. We come against every distraction in the name of Jesus. Number four. We're going to pray against unrelenting attacks. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. First Samuel chapter seventeen verse sixteen. It says, "And the Philistines drew near. The Philistine, talking about Goliath, drew near and presented presented himself forty days, morning and evening, for forty days. Do you know how fearful those people became because this?" Stupid giant brought himself and just threatened them for 40 days, day and night. But God sent a David. God sent a David. And that's what we are saying. God, give us the strength of David. We may not be as big as Goliath physically. We may not have the weapons of Saul. But we have our five stones. We have our five stones and we have the sling. And we have our experience. We have killed a bear before. We have killed a lion before. This Goliath, this uncircumcised Philistine, is coming down. He's coming down. coming <laughs> down. Oh Goliath, you are down in the name of Jesus. Oh Goliath, you are down in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, candele bo shoto, mande deca de bodeke, more kende bodeke, moshakan kande rebo sheka, inderbo, rebo, sharebo, herebo shondor bo ke, shanderebo. Raise your hands up as we pray and close the service. Lord, we thank you that the attack is over. You said in your word, affliction will not rise up a second time. Ah, enough is enough, is enough, is enough. Oh, we put a stop to every attack to the act Fellowship today in the name of Jesus. We put a stop to the attack to the act Fellowship in the name of Jesus. Goliath, you are down today in the name of Jesus. Goliath, you are destroyed today in the name of Jesus. Every attack against our personal lives. Oh, the call on your life that the enemy is fighting. That marriage that the enemy knows that when your marriage stands up, you'll be an example to other people. Those children that the enemy knows will be bringing thousands and millions to the Lord. Oh, your finances that the enemy knows that when it comes into your hands, you will advance the kingdom of God. Oh, we break them down, every enemy. We break them down every enemy today. Goliath, fall in the name of Jesus. Goliath, fall in the name of Jesus. Goliath, fall in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we are victorious. You said you make us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord God, I bless your people today. Lord, I bless your people. Raise your hands and receive the blessings from God. You are blessed. And God cannot cost what... The enemy cannot cost what God has blessed. God has blessed you. Let favor go with you today. All week you are going to have favor. People will do things for you that you don't even know why. Goodness and mercy is your portion. Increase is your portion. Any voice that rises up against you, I condemn it in the name of Jesus. Anyone that rises against you, I condemn them today in the name of Jesus. Your hands are raised for good. Your hands are raised for blessing. Everything that is not good, you will put your hand down. But as long as you are raising your hands to the Lord, only good things will come into your hands this week. I bless you, people of God. I bless you, people of God. You are precious to Him and I bless you with all the blessings of heaven this week. Go forth and shine. Go forth and shine. Go forth and shine to the glory of God. You will stay above only. You will never be beneath. You are number one. You will not be number two. You will not be last. I bless you. Have a wonderful week. God loves you and so do I. <laughs> Hallelujah!